0: When it comes to fashion, Poshmark is the easiest way to buy and sell your items. Download the free Poshmark app to score amazing deals from tons of brands or list your own items and wait for the offers to roll in. Shipping is fast and easy and it's all handled directly through the app. Today, you can get $5 off your first purchase when you enter the invite code GROWN5 when you sign up.
1: Pay attention, are you listening? You're my favorite girl. Excuse me for the moment. I'm in another world. On a mountain, by a fountain. Flowers blooming everywhere. With Venus and Cupid, the picture's very clear. Hang the sign up on the door. It says, don't disturb this groove, and I want to say that I'm so into you, and the feeling's so real, don't disturb this groove. (laughs) That was quite a light skin selection.
0: (laughs) Um, I'm not really sure what inspired that, but here we are. So, praise the Lord, niggas, welcome
1: back. I just be listening to shit on my Spotify.
0: You're just singing the music of your people. It's fine.
1: That's <laughs> it. Celebrating. Why has got to be the music of my people?
0: Uh, where's the lie? Okay.
1: Well, praise the Lord, everybody. <sighs> to the Lord's
0: niggas. We to appreciate, niggas. You for jo- <laughs> to ad- appreciate you for joining us,
1: church people. For another that episode of Getting shady.
0: Grown with Jade and Kia. Where's the lie, though? You be acting like you're not light skinned. Like, the what lie is happening? About
1: shady church people.
0: What does the church have to do with you being light-skinned?
1: Nothing, you feel attacked?
0: You're happened. being defensive. <laughs> I'm just, I won't. We, we don't have to talk about it. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know what that sound was. It was. That was disturbing. That was me hissing, <laughs> hissing like a cat. Mm. You're a cat lady, too? <laughs> Ooh, Can we start the show? Can we cover?
1: Yes, let's go. <laughs> all right.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Getting Grown with Jaden Kia, where we uh, argue like children <laughs> and we discuss <laughs> yeah, we the uh, ins and outs of adulting—the good, the bad, the ugly, the tests, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes of being a real life grown up in the in the year of our Lord, twenty eighteen. All you know, twenty something days that are left of it. What's up, sis?
1: Ain't nothing sitting here enjoying the last 20 days of this year. And I'm glad that I don't have to go anywhere on an airplane. I am coming to D.C. for your Team Typing Fast event, which is which is selling swimmingly. We're actually sold out. Yeah, nigga! See, last I looked through was 10. Now you sold out.
0: So the thing is, you know, I'm trying to see if we can add, squeeze in a few more tickets by the end of the week. So, fingers crossed. But thank you to everyone who got information and really bought those tickets up in three days. You guys have exceeded my expectations. I was over here nervous and in my bag thinking Didn't there was nobody going to come. Sorry. But you guys <laughs> proved me wrong. And I will stand squarely in my SpongeBob SquarePants socks and be corrected. I was wrong. Oh. Thank you guys for coming. I am working tirelessly and planning. A brunch of of all brunches. Um, We're gonna have amazing food, Mm. amazing ambiance, amazing conversation, amazing Mm. community. Um, And it's gonna be so, so good, December 15th. Thank you to all of you who bought your tickets and all of you who wanted to buy your tickets. Like I said, I'm gonna work. You guys stay tuned. I'm gonna hope, hopefully, I'll be able to add a couple more tickets by the end of the week. But we are, uh, thanks to our lovely event sponsors, uh, Camp Spaces. It's a beautiful co-working and event space in Hyattsville, Maryland. Um, and uh, last week's network and Verizon—they're going to help us out and put this together so that we might have a wondrous time for women of color, I'm building so community. Excited. It's going to be so so good. I cannot um, wait.
1: So I will be there to support you as I knew absolutely. all of you. I might have to.
0: I was going to ask you like in private, but let's just ask you here on the air so you can't say no. So yeah. Um, I'm going to need you to like, maybe you can be our host and like greet the people and like open us up. Um, Keisha and I are curating a special edition game of Black Girl Card Revoke.
1: Oh, that's kind my of, kind of shit. Hell yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to break the ice
0: and kind of get everybody warmed up and going all to the tune of mango mimosas and.
1: Long as you smart people don't mind me coming bringing my foolishness oh, all in girl. The place. I was be just, glad to host your Team Typing Vipses. Fast is not
0: limited to academics. I know Actually, the whole purpose of this brunch is to really highlight the ways that women of color um, are dealing with many of the, you know, similar challenges and facing lots of the same obstacles, you know, across professional boundaries. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I hang out with women who work all kinds of jobs and do all kinds of things. I've got Dude. friends who are awesome K-12 teachers, friends who are attorneys, friends who are accountants, friends who work in the health profession. And the the real, really real of it all is that black women are often underrepresented in all the spaces that we find ourselves in. Absolutely. And as such, we have to navigate, you know, the intersections of being both black and woman mm. in a very white and male world. Mm. So why not come together and figure out the ways that we are, you know, Making our way when we can together um, <laughs> downtown walking. You know back. what I'm saying? <laughs> let's just do it. We'll just do it all. We're all, well, let's just do it together. I just feel like we're gonna share what we know, share what we've learned in our respective positions, and come together and figure out how we can support each other because that's what Team Tapping Fast is all about. So we're gonna have an amazing time on Saturday, December the fifteenth, from mean, twelve to the four nigga p.m. As hell, listen.
1: Coming and interrupting the whole thing. I can't wait. See you all there. Thank you for supporting my sis and um, allowing me to stand firmly in my good old "I told you so" um, uh-huh. as it pertains to these ticket sales and the support that she has. Uh, <laughs> uh, look forward to an announcement soon. Santana and I are going to be coming with a fun winter event. Um, hey, so for the culture catering, for the culture and catering is coming. Bike. But we never left, uh, but we're coming back with something fun. So we will have some official announcements coming soon. So stay tuned for those. And yeah, um, you can also check XD and I out. We did a guest spot recently on um, a podcast about technology, ironically enough. <laughs> I'm the most Famous. technology. No, 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 absolutely not. Uh, they probably just need to get them good old black numbers up. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, but <laughs> I'm totally kidding. You can check out my social media for links to that, though. We talked about advertising and podcasting. Um, and as boring as that sounds, it actually was a pretty interesting conversation. So, with that being said, uh, you ready to get into this show, sis? Oh, they do it. All right, let's go into the trash. <laughs> Trash time. We have such a mix today. Um, But we'll start off with something super personal, fun, and positive. Yay. Our good brother Dustin.
0: Oh boy. Met his favorite in the
1: world. I saw that. Mary J. Blige. And took a picture with her and told her he loves her. And I am absolutely over the moon for him because I know that that was just a colossal moment in his life. Absolutely. Um, I'm sure that's in his top five. I'm not going to speak for him and say that's his number one, but I know it's in his top five if it's Mm -hmm. not number one. Um, And I am very excited for him, so I wanted to make sure that I put that in there. Same. Uh, Ooh, now on to some trash. Oh, God. Did you hear about Neil deGrasse Tyson?
0: I don't even know who that is.
1: Okay. He is a famous black scientist. Um, He has contributed much the science world. Oh. Um, and he has been accused of sexual misconduct. Oh dear. Uh, by three different women. Really? Um he What does he work? Where does he work? What does he do? Is he a <laughs> professor?
0: <laughs> well let's I mean, is he just... like a professor
1: or does he work like, you know, at a research center? So, Neil deGrasse Tyson's American astrophysicist, author, and science communicator. Since 1996, he has been the Frederick P. Rose Director of the Hayden Planetarium at the Rose Center for Earth and Space in New York City. Wow. Black man. Black man. Very black, too, if you look at this haircut. Ooh, child. Ooh, Chile, the ghetto. So, um, he has been accused of sexual misconduct by three different women. He has responded, actually, with... Uh, with details in, to two of them. Um, what kind of detail? So, you know, <laughs> I two don't of need them, his details. He said with the very, he said with the first one, the first lady who accused him of being weird, sexual misconduct. It wasn't rape. It was sexual misconduct. Um, that lady had like a tattoo of a, like the solar system on her arm, like a sleeve. And she had on, he said they were at an event and she had on a sleeveless dress And he was intrigued by the tattoo He's like, I did not He's like, if I made her feel weird Which, when she told me I I immediately apologized He's like, I am an astrophysicist So, I literally was looking at her tattoo I was trying to see Pluto Something, something, something I don't know, niggas lie So I don't know which direction this is going to go I don't know what that I don't know, I have no opinion I have. I can't say what's what And I don't want to victim blame anybody um, so there was that. And then there was the second lady who he said she she accused him of hitting on her or whatever sexual misconduct um, when she came to his home for wine and cheese. He said they were at an event together. They were colleagues that he did invite her for wine and cheese, as he does many visitors that they sat across from one another had wine and cheese. And the only physical contact they had was the handshake they shared when she left he said not too long after that she told him that she felt weird and he responded by you know apologizing to her and telling her that he never he said he never hit on the lady but he was like i never hit on her but i did apologize if i ever made her feel uncomfortable in any way shape form or fashion even by inviting her over for the wine and cheese if even that gesture made her feel uncomfortable even though she took it i apologize these are Um, white women these two are white women so mm-hmm. it's it you know it gets it gets tricky because you know there's like we got like the Kavanaugh man and then we got you know so there's it gets tricky there but he did respond back with very detailed responses like this is what happened there was like not I wasn't drunk I wasn't high. Like I, And I told these women, if I ever made them feel uncomfortable, then I apologize. But don't accuse me of sexual misconduct if that's not the case because I'm, I'm a married man. And that's very uh, detrimental to somebody's career as well as their personal life and their marriage. So then the third woman, which is a black woman came forward and said that he raped her in 1986. Oh, Jesus. And so he said when she came out with her name and all of that, he's like, I don't even know who this woman is. I've never heard of her. So then as they did further investigation, he realized that he dated her way back when... And that she was, he said she had changed, since changed her name, been married, had two kids, like it's been 30 years. He's like, I don't, he's like, this woman is accusing me of things, but she's also saying she doesn't remember and she was drunk and she was drugged and I drugged her and so forth and so on. I don't take drugs. I don't use drugs. I don't, I've never drugged anybody. I dated this woman briefly from now what I remember from her, from knowing her previous name. And this is the case. So, <clears throat> This is a very difficult situation, but that's what's going on. This
0: is very unfortunate. Yeah, it's. it's I don't. I mean, this is just a mess. I it's, don't even know how is. to it's feel. A messy situation because it's. I've like, had a range of emotions since you've described this. I know this whole thing, and, and I don't, don't want to be Jill do. Scott
1: for Bill Cosby. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to like. I never want to victim blame ever. I never want to. No, I don't do feel that. like I know enough to have an opinion at all. So, but after mm-hmm. I read these accounts and, I don't in good detail, about and I was like, you know, I'm just like, I don't know, man. Okay, so let's just move forward before I say something that I'm is I'm gonna not like it's not gonna come out right. Um, the Global Citizen Festival. Did you watch it? I did not. Oh right, man. <laughs>
0: I'm trying to make up for all the time in St. Lucia that I was not working I get it, I understand fully
1: <laughs> But um, I've
0: seen clips on Instagram okay, and everything good. was beautiful Okay, good. Um, I
1: just have not watched the whole thing I'm Well, sure you're not going to be able to watch the whole thing Nobody is unless they were there because YouTube stopped the streaming when Beyonce came on And oh, people okay. were bigly upset I mean, bigly. And then you have the people in the comments who are like, you see, Beyonce doesn't even care about South Africa to the point where she's going to stop the whole thing and won't let it stream and blah, 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 blah. Oh, get out of your panties. What the, but
0: they got to do with Beyonce not caring listen, about Listen, you know
1: people will find all manners of all kinds of ways. Look at P- Beyonce's fans. They think she's God. They're freaking out because the stream stopped. It was just a whole manner of uh, comments and um chaos actually. It was uh, honestly like Y two K on the internet. Well, but Miss Tina
0: Miss Tina has documented the full length
1: and honestly breadth of the if concert. you didn't have the YouTube, just go to Miss Tina just Go to Miss Tina's Instagram. Instagram. <laughs>
0: she will get you apprised of all that transpired <laughs> to the
1: point where she had down to, to the put festival. on the last post this is the last one <laughs> listen
0: she i just went onto her page and kind of got myself together yeah. when i realized you know yeah i just this morning when i had a little break between meetings i was like oh okay let me get into the know and i just went to miss tina's page and i feel
1: like i am up to speed i mean she gave us and she also gave us the behind the scenes um, details and information she told us that Beyonce had off all, all country all the countries in Africa on her not the continents Raven Simone all the countries in Africa on her on her outfit on her frock and um then of course you had the niggas who she had another frock on that had like it looked like some hieroglyphics or something but you had niggas who were like you see look at the illuminati print all over her outfit <laughs> Those y'all just told y'all that y'all me. are corny. She has with already that you mess. haters corny with that Illuminati mess. Okay, she told y'all
0: <laughs> straight, plain like that. <laughs> but like y'all, y'all gonna cut stop. this out?
1: You know, those are the kind of niggas who rent computers. So anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> rent a center. <laughs> like those are, that's them. Rent to own, <laughs> but rent to own computers. Blue hippo, rent a center errands all day, but. Um so she performed with her husband and that was a good time. She also performed with that red-headed boy, uh Ed Sheeran.
0: I saw that. Mm-hmm. I saw that indeed. Went I saw her perform Yeah, I saw her perform with that that <laughs> flawless choir.
1: Oh my god, that was my favorite part. And for Halo to be one of my least favorite Beyoncé songs. What is I don't know what manner
0: today? Right. I don't know what manner of interpretive dance was she was actually doing oh while they were singing. God. I was really trying to Listen, just she like was
1: channeling her ancestors, honey.
0: I was like, girl, I'm not really sure what exactly is happening over here in this pink frock. Creole ancestry. Gonna,
1: That's what's happening right now. Creole ancestry. I'm gonna let <laughs>
0: you simmer and <sizzling>, cook, girl. <laughs> Get what you need. And I'm just gonna focus on the tone and quality of these children the and their beautiful voices.
1: <laughs> like, girl what's happening what's happening over here she was getting her life my, my nigga i think she that was... i think that was was like i don't think she rehearsed that i think that just came no i feel
0: like she was just in <laughs> the spirit <laughs> it was very it. apparent that that was not a choreographed moment at all she was like I but am i just like this i said girl, get what you need i just you know was like, okay like when you see the people you know when you're in church and you see the saints going forth in worship, mm-hmm. there comes a moment where you just have to be like, I don't know their story. I'm going to let them choose right. to express themselves however they see fit this time. Like so when you're Beyonce, a kid and you see
1: that one lady start crying and you're like, man, I don't know what's happening right now, but I think You'd be she, like, but she's I'm she's just going to be, <laughs> yeah. be quiet. I'm
0: going to be quiet. I'm going to let her have her time. Exactly. And this is... Ex- <laughs>
1: listen, it's none of my business. I think she's but sad listen, right now and I'm
0: going to let her be. I want to celebrate the fact... <laughs> I want to know what type of... I wonder who... The wigs, I was fascinated by the wig changes, the quick wig changes, because I'm just like, I would assume that Beyonce is gluing down her wigs because of the way that she whips her hair back and forth, Mm -hmm. a la little Willow Smith. Yeah. But um, (laughs) I just was like, so what is the bonding process? Like, is she not gluing them down? Because they are so
1: flat. Like, it was just fascinating. The best, like, the best explanation that I have for that, that makes sense to me and might make sense to you because you're friends with me and have known me for a long time oh God. is that Here we go. Um, you know I can roll a blunt in like 30 seconds like anybody who's around knows that like oh wow like that's done already yeah it's done like I, I rolled it whoever is securing Beyonce's wig is quite experienced and can <laughs> can literally I can't tell you roll how, that how much of a reach
0: this is <laughs> This is quite a reach. You are Stretch Armstrong to the bull.
1: All right. Okay. (laughs) You get what I'm saying, though. It is an expert back there who is securing these wigs in 3.5 seconds. That's all I'm saying. They know what they're doing. They don't want... Listen, they already felt the wrath of whoever allowed Beyonce's boots to fall during Beachella. So they don't want any parts. Somebody's getting
0: fired. Somebody's
1: getting fired, okay? <laughs> Y'all are going to jail. <laughs> Period. So they just make sure that they secure those wigs. But I was very happy with the entire global citizen festival, Mandela One Hundred, honoring Madiba. His his grandson got up there and spoke. Oprah got up there and spoke, and I actually enjoyed like eighty five percent of it. And oh no, like I you know, I've 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 given up. I've given up. So, Gail got on, you know, and then um was uh, Trevor Noah he got up there and spoke about his family's experience with apartheid and they had nice commercials it wasn't raggedy ass commercials it was these nice you know what's the people call city city, city bank what's it called city loans city trends but it was <laughs> nice commercials you know what I'm saying they were heartfelt they had black people in them it was just a really nice hour that me and Tristan sat down and watched TV but then we watched some other TV that was trash Loving Hip Hop New York
0: Oh boy, I missed that too, so you gonna have to Oh do it. no.
1: I don't wanna go into it if you haven't seen it though, so we're gonna catch no, that it's up. It's fine, next I don't week. care. You can spoil it because I don't know that I'll be a I'll be watching It's kind of just really, you know, Joel's in his new set of teeth. He can't speak. Oh if you all watch, Jewel's top lip does not move. <laughs> Me and Tristan literally sat there and kept pausing it and laughed for like 15 minutes because Joel's top lip. And I know it's sad. Yes, I know he was on drugs. So it was a whole lot of my family. So I, I <laughs> excuse me if I if I don't cry. But <laughs> that top lip would not move. It just literally would not. He talks and it stays still and the bottom one. Just so when you watch this, make sure you pay attention to that i um, sure that I will not be able to not see it. You won't. And then uh, he said the most pointed thing to me uh, that ha- has stood out in a very long time from Love and Hip Hop that made me made my jaw drop. Um, he said that because me and Kit, because you know he had the j- gun charge where he got showed up to the airport and they went through security with the gun, and then the nigga ran, and it was very stupid. And they caught you know. Then so he had to turn himself in and got arrested, and then his mom had to put her house up to bail him out. Ugh, oh another God. discussion. I'm disgusted. But he says in Love and Hip Hop, Because me and Kim aren't married yet, I my mother was appointed as my third party custodian. So he is on house arrest at his mama's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and Kimbella has to come over there to visit him and mess. meet with the counselor um there was one point where they were on the playground with the kids and Kimbella had on a f- like the most inappropriate outfit known to me My husband who is a who is a man who likes to look at women, you know what I'm saying? We were sitting there watching and he was like, "Did she got this on at the park? Like <laughs> there's kids there." She had on a sports bra that was like four sizes too small, so it was side titty, front titty. Back today, It was all kinds of titty all over the place, all over the playground. And then Joel's got the call from his attorney that he needed to either plea or he was going to go to trial. He could face 25 years. It was all commanders of mess. Joe Buttons is with Sin Santana. Uh, you know, they're forging fake relationships per usual on the show with the women. You know, your usual of hip hop stuff, but New York has a special place in my heart. So... Make sure you guys tune in. Kia, when you catch up, then we can really talk shit about it. Okay. Did you hear anything about Winnie Harlow's comments about top model?
0: I did. I saw um, a clip of when uh, Andy brought it up on Watch What Happens Live. Mm -hmm. And Tyra was like, okay, sis. (laughs) But...
1: (laughs) um, I mean... I don't know. I mean, I I guess... I mean, listen. Tyra's annoying, but her like very pleasant shade was actually really it was entertaining. refreshing. It was very refreshing. She was like, "Well, um, I found her on Instagram. <laughs> and did and did, she and was, was like, like, and I mean, sh- and look now she's here. She so, so I thanks so much. She's like, I really. She's like, it's in the text. It speaks for itself. It's there." So she spoke, I thought, so I found that to be quite refreshing, actually, so I want to throw that in there. Jada Willow and Mother Adrian are on the first ever Harper's Bazaar digital cover. Did you see it?
0: No, um, what do I call her, Nanny?
1: I forget, yeah, something like Mima. No,
0: no, it's not Mima. Mimi? Mimi? I don't no. know. But, let me, I'm gonna Google it right now, because sure yeah, <laughs> am <Glamour. laughs> Do they call her Glamma? No. they probably do. No, don't. that's what they call <laughs> Mimi. <laughs> Um, Gammy. Gammy, Gammy,
1: that's it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we got I'm there. so old. We got this Jesus there. Christ, Gammy. um, Google it because it's a be- they're beautiful digital covers. They are all, but there's this head turning one, and I just want you to look at it real quick.
0: Harper's Bazaar digital cover. Uh-huh. You think can- it? So there's like okay, let me go to images because all this You can goodness. also
1: go to the Instagram. So I love it. It's um Gammy's so first pretty. ever cover.
0: Of course it is. She's so beautiful.
1: But they did this head turning thing in the digital cover. It was a little creepy. <laughs> head turning thing. Yeah, it was like it was like this image because it's a digital cover. Jada is like beyond stunning. Listen, she understand. just listen, she just works, okay? W E R K. Like she just works like every time. And Willow does too with her daddy's face. <laughs> she, that's not shade either. She just has her daddy's face. Like Noah has her daddy's face, they're but Oh,
0: so pretty. They're just pretty people. They're
1: just pretty people. They're just a pretty little family. So, I thought that oh, was the head turning one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was like, okay, what are you guys doing? <laughs> but no they're so pretty
1: (laughs) they are they're gorgeous people they're a pretty little family pretty little petite fun-sized little family um and i just thought that was cute jada was super excited that it was her mother's first cover uh and her mom's come a long way if you watch red table talk so i just wanted to make sure i shouted that out um the game shouted out meek mills which is a big thing because they had beef Big Mills, you know, released the album and he's out and he's on his little tour and he's actually cracking me up. Um, So the game gave him a really nice shout out. Purple Panties was really gracious in what he said. Um, (laughs) And he was like, we squash our beef and, you know, we don't need to be out here setting this example and blah, 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 blah. I said, well, look at you having some peace and not taking selfies well, just
0: look at the being like actually grown adult men right. for once in their lives.
1: We thank God. Meek squash beef with Drake. Meek squash beef with the game. So I thought that was great. And then he told a really funny story about how when he was with Nikki, he went on a double date with, with Beyonce and Jay-Z. And this was during the time, I know, I did the same that thing feels with like my face. Lie. No, it's <laughs> not. I, the only reason it's not is because of the story. So he and he told it in such a refreshingly nigga-ass way. So he said he went on a double date with them or whatever. He was like, this shit, it's crazy. Like, I'm a nigga from the hood. I'm about to go on a, on a double date with Jay-Z and Beyonce. So he goes on this double date with them. And he said, Jay-Z's flipping through his playlist on his phone, which sounds like some real rich nigga shit behavior. So um, he said he accidentally presses he's playing a bunch of songs and then drake's back-to-back comes on which was the diss to meek mills so he said everybody at the table stopped nikki stopped beyonce stopped jay-z stopped like and looking like oh i don't know what's going on right now and then he was like he was like in that moment he was like i don't know what was going on he was like what the fuck i gotta take a shit now What <laughs> he got nervous you know when niggas get nervous their bowels start moving i don't know if you've ever noticed that i've dealt with a good amount of niggas in my life so i know like when real niggas get nervous like their bowels get to going and they don't hide it so <laughs> so he was like he got nervous <laughs> he was like yo this shit is too much <laughs> it's too much he's like i don't know if they remember that shit but that shit was crazy to me i'll never forget that shit i thought that was so funny Okay, and then uh, lastly, <laughs> this was just a fun tidbit to add to the trash. There is a girl on Instagram who met Kirk Frost. Well. <laughs> and she took a selfie video with him and was like, "Look, I met I met, met cheat ass Kirk. Look, it's a shit ass Kirk. Look at cheat ass Kirk.
0: That's actually pretty funny.
1: <laughs> that." took me down to levels so i just that had is, to add that to the trash. that is just that is <laughs> he's that the is premier petty, petty. Is. that's
0: premier levels of pettiness he was I looking commend so her. awkward he was like i commend her don't believe
1: everything you hear like with this stupid ass smile on his face and she's like look at jean ass kurt look at me taking a picture of <laughs> you like, that's what's up hey shit ass kurt <laughs> and that is the trash this week I'm with it. That is the trash. Let's move on to some shout outs. My sis is popping right now. Like. This
0: week, shout out to my sis. I'm really excited to do because, as I've said many times throughout the year, it has been my aim, my endeavor, my goal, my objective to have my whole squad filled with brilliant black women. Amen. And I've recently uh, changed dentists. And I have, um, I visited a black woman dentist based in D.C. She's brilliant. And I wanted to feature her on the Shout Out to My Sis segment. Okay. Um, she is the one Dr. Takesha Presson. Um, and she has our own dental practice uh, called Dimples Dental Suite.
1: That is cute.
0: Um, and it is really top class premier dental care like it was like you know we all have gone to the dentist um many times or we pray that that be the case for <laughs> most of us. um but you know I'm always impressed by dentist offices that have um you know the latest technology the latest gadgets the latest you know the things that just make the process luxe and luxury um especially because, if you know be up in my mouth Exactly. You want to be as comfortable as possible if someone's going to be digging around in your teeth and your gums for about an hour. Um, and I really, really, you know, my expectations were exceeded by going to Dr. Presson. Her uh, office is, you know, beautifully uh, decorated and designed. She has, you know, the, the latest and greatest in technology. The x-ray machine was just like... You know, dental x-rays are really uncomfortable because they got to put that thing in your mouth and you gotta like mm-hmm. hold it under your tongue Oof. and all crazy. It's just all that's literally like the worst part for me, mm-hmm. one of the worst parts because no one Same. likes the dentist, but it's like this thing you kind of stick your head in and it kind of like takes a picture of mm-hmm. you. you don't have to you don't have to go through any of that. She uh you know, gave me a thorough examination and you know, really just set me up. I mean, I got my cleaning, every x-rays, everything I was in and out. The staff there was pleasant. Um, also, you know, black women. So it was just like a fully black woman in uh, operation. And I just got my whole life. Okay. Um, I'll be going back uh, to her, no doubt. But I'll be seeing her again. Um, to just have another little procedure done and to get my... Um, to get new... Retainers, because she also does, you know, Invisalign and, you know, braces. She's just got a full outfit out there in Dimples Dental Suite. So if you are a black woman in the DMV and you're looking for a dentist and you want to support another brilliant black woman, I fully admonish you to visit uh, Dr. Takesha Preston at Dimples Dental Suite. You will not be sorry. I will add her website. We'll make sure to have her website, her social media and all that in the information box. Make sure when you go, you tell her that. Kid from getting grown sent you, Amen. Um, and yeah, get your whole life, honey. We've got we we are only promised one set of teeth.
1: Listen, I'm I'm I've been researching. The I'm next set to you gotta pay for. Joint.
0: Listen, the next set you gotta pay for. So the thing is, you want to take as best care of the teeth that you got in your mouth right now, so you don't got to buy a new set. I right, then
1: get you one of them water flusher joints. I'm about to get me one. Let's all get our dental lives.
0: Yeah, I got one. Crystal gave me one. She gave me one, uh, her old one. Yeah, cause she loves that thing. And I just thing. got the new. Yeah, man, I got like a. She, she gave me like we got the new head, the new thing.
1: Ooh. <laughs> new head. I'm um. So childish. <laughs> um,
0: but yes, Doctor Jaqueisha Presson, you won't be sorry. Make sure you guys get, your, get your black girl
1: life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And get your teeth clean, you filthy animals. All right, let's move on to the kitchen tip. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's tough to make new friends as an adult. How are you supposed to seek out meaningful platonic relationships as a grown-up when you spend most of your time behind a desk? (laughs) That's where today's sponsor, Bumble BFF, comes in. While Bumble began as a woman-first dating app, it now includes a friend-finding mode called Bumble BFF. No matter your life situation, Bumble BFF helps you create the support system that you need. You can expand your crew, find friends who love the same things as you do, and shake up your routine. To use it, all you got to do is download Bumble on iOS or Android and switch to Bumble BFF mode within the app. Then you fill out a profile to let your future besties know what you're all about, the things you like to do, etc. So, y'all, we've talked about all the time. We get letters all the time about people who are looking for ways to make friends as grown-ups. And we talk about how it's important for you to just go, go out and do things that you love to do. Bumble is a way to facilitate that process and find other people who have similar interests as you. Um, so all you got to do to learn more, head to Bumble.com forward slash grown. That's B-U-M-B-L-E dot com slash
1: grown. Support for today's show also comes from Hopsy. Why fight the lines at the mall when you can give the gift of beer fresh from the tap with Hopsy? Hopsy's like the Nespresso or Keurig for beer. It brings beer on tap to the comfort of your own home with the Sub, a countertop appliance that fits neatly in your kitchen, bar, or living room, And with a rotating variety of beer styles like IPAs, Stouts, and Pilsners from big and small breweries, you'll be sure to find something that you love. So I got my Hopsi, um sub, and I was very surprised. It is actually definitely an appliance, but it's so cute. It's sleek, so it looks really nice on my bar. Um, and I got a really nice selection of beers. I'm a stout girl. I really love me a good creamy coffee-flavored uh, beer. Um, cold, especially in the wintertime, because you know it's cuffing season and I love to cuff my alcohol. So <laughs> <laughs> my hopsy is perfect, and I think you guys should definitely try it if you're a beer lover like myself. Go to tryhopsy.com forward slash grown and use promo code grown, and for $99, you'll get the sub home draft machine, two mini kegs of beer equivalent to two six packs, two hopsy glasses, and membership in the monthly beer club. That's TRY, H-O-P-S-Y dot com slash GROWN, promo code GROWN, and for $99, you're going to get, listen to me, listen to me now because I got all of this, the Sub Home Draft Machine, two mini kegs of beer, kegs, how fun is it for your friends to come over and you got kegs, (laughs) two hopsy Glasses, and a membership in the Monthly Beer Club, all for $99, terms and conditions apply. Ooh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody in the non-binary, all of my trans brothers and sisters, all my girls, my gals, all, everyone. Uh, pencils, pens, papers, incense, and incense holders, knock, champa and lighters. Drums and flats. Drums and flats, blue cheese, not ranch. So mm-hmm. I like ranch. Nah, it tastes like wet dogs. But you taste like wet dogs. Sometimes, but that's just <laughs> that's in my business. <laughs> Gross. If I stand in the rain too long. So <laughs> we don't have, we're not going to do, you know, it's it's December. You know what I'm saying? The year is winding down. Um, and as many of you are tired of hearing, we are tired. And so we're going okay. to we're going to just kind of I'm gonna be petty forever, just to know that. But we're going to uh, just kinda of keep it light for the next couple weeks. And this week it was a suggestion by our good sis Franiqua. <makes noise> yes, there you go, her signature sound. Um, she has adopted the air horn. Franiqua suggested that Kia and I talk about some of our most embarrassing moments. In our lives.
0: So nosy, right?
1: Right. So nosy. It's just, I know this is really just a reason for Fran to sit in her apartment and cackle and laugh at it us. <laughs> so, Congratulations. But man. I'm going to humor my sis. <laughs> so I'm not one who's super been super easily embarrassed, but I did have a couple moments that stood out in my head. Okay. Where I have been. Um, somewhere I've had to play them off, but they still were embarrassing moments nonetheless. And I'm going to start off with one that was very early in our getting grown days. Actually, this is an adult embarrassing moment. Yikes. It is the time that I lost my temper and kicked that kid's bike. <laughs> <laughs> so if you all don't and remember. And that nigga said, I
0: know your foot hurt. <laughs> that, was, that was it. <laughs> That was what. I
1: like. <laughs> if y'all don't remember the story, I was at a light. This, oh my these God. kids threw a bike in front of the car. We asked them politely out the window, "Yo, please move that bike. The light's about to turn. We gotta, we gotta go." The kid told me to suck his dick, and Man. I literally Savage. S- Savage. saw red. That's exactly what it is. Like these children are just—they're another level of ugh. So got out the car, got pissed off. I was like, yeah, you you told me to do what now? And meant to stomp the damn thing, should have thrown it. I don't know. Hulk smashed it, but my idiot ass kicked it like a soccer ball and broke my foot. (laughs) I was on crutches for quite some time and had a boot. And to top it all off after I seriously injured my foot, the kid and I was walking away, which I had to play off. I had to play off real smooth. The kid goes, I know your foot hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and I cussed him out and but I was I was embarrassed because my foot was throbbing. It was throbbing. I bet it was. That is my icebreaker embarrassing moment story. Sis, humor us with one of your tales.
0: I'm not entirely sure whether or not I've told this story before, but um It's it's just so stomach turningly embarrassing (laughs) that I'll tell it again if I have told it. Forgive me. I don't know. Maybe you can. I don't know. But so uh, I took a lot of dance theater classes in undergrad. I was a part of. You know, you know, I was a. It was one of my. You know, extracurriculars. My actually one of my minors. I took enough classes where it, it turned out to be. I had enough to be for it to be a minor. But, um, so another one of my friends was old. She was an upperclassman. This was my freshman year in college. She was, uh, you know, they had to do, like, a thesis project. And, of course, as a performing major, Mm -hmm. their thesis or their final projects weren't always written. Some of them were performative. So you had to, like, literally put together your own production. And she was uh, from Africa. And she wanted to do, like, this... You know, dance piece. She asked me and my good friend Tanil to be a part of it. And we were, you know, okay, yeah, we'll do it. It's fine. We just, like, it was outside on the quad. And she had these drummers. And she, you know, gave us these beautiful African costumes. Did our makeup. We were going to dance on the quad. It was going to be so much fun. I was really kind of geeked about it. Especially as a freshman, I was thinking, like, I was just really flattered and honored that she asked me. And I was just like, okay, girl, yeah, I'll be in your thing. <laughs> so, um... But costumes weren't... Like, you know, like, like customary. It was, like, fabric, like, tied on us. Mm-hmm. So there was, like, you know, a skirt, like, a wrap around your waist, and then, um, like, a wrap, like, a top, mm-hmm. like, a, a, across your boob area. But I couldn't wear a bra with it. But she was like, I'm gonna tie you into this thing. So good, girl, don't you worry. Yada da yada da yeah So okay, she tied us all up in the thing, and we got out there, and the, and the drummers are going, and there was a part where I had like a solo. It was like this big jump, and you know I'm tall, and I like to kick and all these things, so it was like my moment, <laughs> and it was like this series of like kicks and jumps, and we were gonna do all these things, and it was like my little solo piece, and I get out there, and I'm jumping, and my very first jump, my titties fall completely <laughs> out of the top, right. <laughs> Titties All over the quad <laughs> Just These are my titties Govern yourselves accordingly And I just was mortified But I didn't know what to do So I just pulled my top I just put my titties back in the top And kept on kicking Right And then I got through the performance Whole thing I remember it was like Right outside the student activities office I managed to get through the performance I ran into the student activities office And had an emotional breakdown <laughs> Like Aww. I had a full-fledged anxiety attack This was like had to be, I don't know if it was the first or the second semester of my freshman year, but either way, I was all of 17 years old and was like, all these people just saw my titties. Like, oh. I was so stressed out. So, I mean, and me, me,
1: I Virginal Prudy kids, like, one for this to what? Too. Like,
0: I just wanted to die, <laughs> literally. I wanted to disintegrate like Alex Mack into the ground. <laughs> and, you know, my friend who asked me, her name was Shayee, I think. Shayee was like, oh, girl, we be doing, everybody walks around with their titties out in Africa, but I'm like, we're not in Africa.
1: <laughs>
0: what really? are you saying? It's what not are you saying? The law, though. <laughs> I was, this most, might be one of the most embarrassing moments of my
1: life. It's just titties. Everybody got them. Niggas got them. I don't but even like mine. Got titties. It was just. It was.
0: Whoa! It was. It was just. It was so much. My God.
1: So there is a crowd of people out there who can say they've seen kids.
0: Yes, a good sixty, a good fifty to sixty
1: people have seen all of my breasts. <laughs> that and I was just like,
0: what <laughs> am I supposed
1: to do now? That reminds me of when my sister got it too with this boy one time. She had. She, and she was like such a good girl like she had, she was in the bed and had pigtails and like wore her backpack through school you know what I'm saying like just a good girl we wore dresses and shit wore so, her
0: backpack I wore my backpack what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? you know I thought school was for backpacks what do you mean? Mm-hmm. you don't put that away at some point I mean, only time I was carrying my bag around is when I. Anyway, so oh my god, what I was trying to. I need all my shit to sneak things around the school. Outside of that, that thing was away. I was not trying. I was trying to carry as little as possible. Mess, but so my sister was. She was real good like that. Right, backpack was mad big, full of shit. So this boy, she's coming down the stairs, and this boy trips her. I mean, what is happening tonight?
0: Well, I just pray that the whole city is not ablaze.
1: Shit. It better be with all of that. So, so, um, so the boy trips her when she's coming down the stairs. And she has a temper on her, but she also was very quiet. She took off running after this boy down the hallway, but her dress tucked up in her backpack. Oh, no. And she had a wedgie. (laughs) Oh, God. Help us. So sad. (laughs) I never had like... I never got. I never had those kind of moments. I wish I did, cause those kind of moments don't bother me. I just like niggas titties. Like y'all got all got titties. No, y'all got ass. No, I think it's easy for you to say, but I. Well, no, I've had other embarrassing moments. Like I've had those good mom and auntie embarrassing moments. I remember. Like what? So my dad, my like my parents, like I was, I was able to have house parties. So like my cousin would come into town, and like in the summertime we would have house parties. And I mean, it was all like my parents would be there. And my dad would DJ because he DJ'd. And, you know, it was always appropriate, but they were fun. Like they were house parties. My parents were like, they're teenagers. They want to like have a good time. Let's just make sure we do it in a controlled environment. So I had a house party one time, right? Having a good time. My aunt ended up coming over and me and my friends were kiki in a corner. It was like guys and girls. So we were kiki laughing. And I, for whatever reason, I don't know what sparked the conversation and how we ended up on these, but I've been singing for a long time. And I ended up rapping some of the lyrics to Cash Money's Keisha. Hmm. (laughs) And I remember specifically, it was the verse that said, I didn't want my car smelly, so I took her in the alley with some KY jelly. I didn't know my aunt was standing right there. (laughs) And I was surrounded by all my friends. And she was like, excuse me? And I turned around and I was like, what? <laughs> and she was like, "You? D- what What was that you just said? What was that about? KY Jelly? She was like, do you know what KY Jelly is? And I was like, no. No, I don't know what KY Jelly is. She was like, come in for a second. And you know when you get those come in. Mm-hmm. Those are peak embarrassing moments. And my aunt definitely, she took me in the corner and was like, you know what the hell K.Y. Jelly is. Why are you singing that filthy ass song? <laughs> but that was definitely one of those like embarrassingly teenage moments for me. Singing lyrics I didn't have no business singing.
0: Just why?
1: I know. I know. Because I was fouling. I was filthy and I was, had no business. Just a terrible oh. child. What else you got?
0: Um. Okay, so this one happened more recently. It happens all the time to me because I'm that kind of girl. I'm clumsy. I fall often. Um. But I remember. Okay, so the choir that I, one of the choirs I sing with, uh, Sean Tilley and Changed, we had a, an engagement in Philadelphia one Saturday morning. We were singing at a Seven Day Adventist Church, mm-hmm. and the way the church was set up, the choir loft was like up above the pulpit like the front of the church it was like uh imagine like a little balcony above the pulpit and okay. the choir st- sat and stood up there so when we went to sing we had to sing up there so you we, we oh sung our Hold two on. songs and we were coming down the stairs
1: i just have one question okay okay so the pulpit oh god is go. that's the front of the church that's like the podium where the yes okay so, why y'all don't mm-hmm. just don't call it the podium?
0: Because it's a pulpit. That's not what it's called. It's not called the podium. It's more involved. It's not just the podium. There's like more than. Wait, it's like so a it's... dais, uh... but not a dais. It's a pulpit. So, who stands in the pulpit? Usually the pastor and, and other ministers and leaders in the church. Oh, so the little like VIP box. Okay. So, as I was saying in my story,
1: These things have to make sense to me.
0: Above the pulpit (laughs) was the choir loft. We sung our two songs. Uh, So you go up there to sing and you come back down. We sung our two songs as we're coming down. I'm wearing like a dress, like a sheath dress. And I have a little cardigan because, you know, I'm a part of the Bodycon ministry. But I don't want to be, I don't want to be, you know, in poor taste. So I usually wear a jacket, a cardigan, something to... You fashion over for Christ. (laughs) That's so rude. Okay. <laughs> so I have on this a cardigan. It's like an asymmetrical cardigan, so it's like longer in the front. We're walking down these steps. My heel gets caught in the front of the cardigan. And I slide down about four of the steps. Right? It happens very quickly. <laughs> but literally in front of the entire church, I fell down. So it's like... <laughs> And the sound was, like you said, the sound <laughs> was the most abrasive. And then the gasp, right? Because everyone who's in the crowd is like, <gasps> <gasps> so like, I... like when
1: Crystal fell out that boat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but listen, it was really bad. So, you know, like I usually, like I said, I've been falling all my life. You know, I'm not new to falling. I fall Same. all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I told you, oh, y'all, if y'all watch my end stories, you know, a few weeks back when we went out, we went karaoke for my friend's. Oh no, we went out for karaoke. Like same group went out with them. It was raining. I'm getting out the car like four in the morning, and I slip off the curb before I knew it. I was on my knees. But anyway, <laughs> it's that to say, I fall all the time. But this, for whatever reason, like the embarrassment kind of just hit me. So of course, you shake it off. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm fine. And I'm. I we go and we sit down. We listen to the rest of the service. Cause we don't want to just you know sing and run, so we listened to the rest of the service, and I became overcome with embarrassment. I literally I, and I wanted I felt like I was gonna cry, so I gotta oh no to like compose myself, right So I'm like running to the bathroom because I'm crying, like and I can't even stop myself because I can't believe I just fell in front of all those people. So one of the um one of the other girls in the choir comes out behind me, and she's like, "Are you okay?" And I just turned around, and I'm trying to be like, "Yeah, I'm good." And she's like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> now I can laugh because I <laughs> fell apart right there. But it was so embarrassing. I almost, I thought I really wanted to go home. And it was like, you know how you get embarrassed? You just want to like get in, get your shit and leave. But we were in Philadelphia, and I didn't drive. I was like, oh, it was just like <laughs> oh, so sis. much. I fall all the time, but that was one of the most epic and public falls I've
1: ever had in my life. Oh, I fall so um, many, and I always break stuff when I fall. So <laughs> it's always uh, loud. At least you didn't do that. <laughs> that that. Oh, you mean break bones? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I fell I break one time bones. I broke.
0: Yeah, I fell one time in my kitchen and broke. When I broke that time, I broke my pinky toe. Oh yeah. But
1: nobody was here. That's and that's always the worst. I fall in one on roller skates. Broke my arm. Falling oh down the no. stairs, ended up on crutches. I like I always have like the most freak accidents. I was playing baseball and and, and like broke a piece of my bone off my wrist trying to catch a ball. Like it was always Ugh. just some foolishness. But it's I've always never, like, the, I fall and break things.
0: The only bone I've broken, thankfully, is my pinky toe. Nope, and
1: broken like my foot, my arm, way. my everything. I'd like to keep it that way. Oh no, but it never broke my nose. Oh my nose! So, so stupid. <laughs> the last. The last embarrassing story I have. Okay, so this is also a throwback embarrassing story. So I want to say it was maybe like 6th or 7th grade and it was this girl. I think it was 7th grade. (coughs) So there was this girl we had in our school named Precious. And -hmm. Precious was a real tall girl. I swear she was like 6 feet in the 7th grade. And she came to school with her head shaved bald like you. Oh, in some big old earrings and like made a statement. You know what I'm saying? So
0: yes, precious, get your life.
1: I don't even know if she would ever remember this, but I remember we were sitting at the table. It was like before we went to class, so we were sitting at this table like in the cafeteria, and everybody's talking shit. It, being kids, seventh grade, it's literally that's probably like the worst age ever. Like those are the derelicts of society. They are actual domestic terrorists, like as a as a little seventh grade nation. Like they are the worst people ever. If you've ever taught, if you've ever worked in a school, if you've ever been in seventh grade, which I know a lot of you haven't. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let me stop. Forgot this is not J- next. So <laughs> anyway. So um we're sitting at this table or whatever, niggas is roasting, you know, being little being little nigglets. And so precious, precious belt was like precious belt was pulled really it was it was tight, you know what I'm saying? So, and I'm I wasn't very tall in the seventh grade. Um, so somebody says, I dare you to yell, precious, can you breathe? I don't know. And I was like, man, I'm not yelling at this girl. Like, what's wrong with y'all? Like, I'm not cruel, like I like to roast you niggas, but I'm not I'm not doing that. No. Y'all are
0: mean. You're big
1: mean. I'm, I'm not, I'm know. not mean. I refused to do it. I wouldn't do it. So one of them other niggas do, just like little nigglets do. They yell, Precious, can you breathe? And then they pointed at me and said, Jay said it. Jay said it. And I did not say it. And Precious turns to me. Precious had a deep voice. Like, Precious was not with the shits. Precious turned to me and said, you won't be breathing when I knock you the fuck out. It was a real debo ass moment. <laughs> Yo. And I was trying like so I had that inner demon I was battling between like so I was already embarrassed I'm like I didn't say this shit these niggas is pinning this shit on me and then I'm like on top of that like I'm having that battle with the two little people on my shoulder where one of them is like yo you can't let this bitch talk to you like that and then the second one is like come on you won't fight this girl like this girl is like three times your size and on top of that like you didn't even say that shit like it's not even worth it you don't need to fight her. She go, you won't be breathing when I knock you the fuck out. So I was like, man, I didn't even say that shit. So later on, I went up to Precious. That was the embarrassing moment. Like, that was it. But just to finish the story, I went up to Precious. I was like, man, nigga, I didn't say that shit to you in the cafeteria. And she was like, I know you said that shit. I was like, I didn't say that shit. She's like, I know you. I know how you are. I was like, man, I didn't say that shit. See, see, see. And I was like, so what you want to do, Precious? You want to (laughs) fight? She was like. No. <laughs> so we never ended up fighting. That never happened. But Precious, Precious wanted to fight me for a second. And I thought I was literally about to have a Craig and Debo moment. And I was very embarrassed. Um and I will never forget. I will never forget when she turned to me and said that in front of all the people in that cafeteria.
0: <sighs> Dang, Gina.
1: I know. It was always you know what junior high school was like, that's when it always happens. I said that was my last one, but I lied. Do you have another one? <laughs> I don't. I only prepared two. I didn't know we needed three. No, it's not. No, this just literally came to my head because I'm thinking about how awful junior high. Like, I had a good time and I was I was terrible. I was like one of the, I was a terrible kid. But at the same time, like, I had a good time. But I also had those classic junior high moments. So I remember I had a friend and she had condoms. And so she shows me the condoms, she shows me the condoms or whatever, right? On the way to school, like, look what I got. You know, it's always stupid shit. This is what I'm trying to tell you about people in like junior high school, because I think this is eighth grade at this point. So she's like, look what I got. So she had condoms. And I was like, well, what the, why do you have those? Like, what are you doing? So she's like, I just got them, you know, just in case or whatever. And I was like, whatever, girl. So kept it pushing, right? So we get into school. I forget about her stupid ass condoms. I don't care about your condoms. So, we're walking through the hallways, like, getting ready to go to class. And all the teachers are, like, standing outside their rooms. And we're all, you know, the it's in the middle of the transition period. So, and I had this one teacher who was from Germany, which that's another story we will save for another show. But I had this one teacher. He hated me. I hated him. And we both found every possible way to torture each other after a really big incident that we had. So... Anyway, he's standing out in the hallway. All the other teachers are standing in the hallway. And then I have my classic black teacher who's standing out there, Miss Wheeler. And Miss Wheeler's like the, the Claire Huxtable. They're like, what you doing? So anyway, my homegirl is walking in front of me. And this evil bitch slips the condoms on purpose, like, out of her hand and drops them and, like, walks away real fast. So it looks like I dropped the condoms in the hallway in front of everybody, all the teachers, all the students. And so, Miss the 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 man was like, "Jade, you dropped something." He was German. <laughs> Jade, you dropped something. <laughs> and I was and I looked and I didn't even realize she had dropped the condoms. I was mortified. And then Miss Wheeler pulls me to the side. What are you doing with those? And I was like, "Man, these are not my condoms. Like, I'm not doing nothing with those. I'm not doing nothing with these little ashy niggas." Which I wasn't. I was bad in other ways. I wasn't like I wasn't fast, but Miss Wheeler pulls me and she's like, what are you doing with those? But it was like this bitch drops these condoms in front of everybody in the whole, like the whole eighth grade saw. And it looked like I dropped these condoms. Yikes. (laughs) But anyway, those were some of our humiliating stories. Some of our embarrassing moments that we've had various points in our lives. (laughs) So brazy. Getting grown is also about um, your the fact that sometimes you're just never going to overcome humiliation because clearly Kia can fall in her pumps and, you know. I fall in
0: my pumps on a regular basis. <laughs> you know, as many fights uh, as I've
1: gotten in, I have also been embarrassed. so You
0: just have to keep on getting
1: up. <laughs> that's it.
0: That's <laughs> and I mean, even when your titties fall out, you just got to keep dancing.
1: There's a lesson. <laughs> that's the takeaway. <laughs>
0: that's There's the takeaway.
1: And that is, there you go, friend. There's your entertainment, right?
0: So, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's good to look back. Did you have what, what? What would what would be your most embarrassing moment this year? Can you think of one? Well, was it
1: kicking the you kick kicking the chair? That, that the, was the bike? actually
0: last year. Oh, okay,
1: my bad. This year, I yeah. think this happened. Did this happen this year or last year? Within the because you know as you start getting older, like the years start flowing together. <laughs> but somewhere in the last two years, my probably my most it wasn't really embarrassing, but it kind of was. It was more <laughs> stupid. Um, I got real drunk, like real drunk. That was the embarrassing part of it because I was way too old and knowledgeable to be getting that drunk. So I got real drunk off of a whole bunch of gin drinks. And then I turned around and had like a drink that had bourbon and some uh, all kinds of manners of other shit in it. Because I went to one of my friends like craft pop up bars and. I'm going to blame Crystal for this as well because she's the one who kept buying me drinks. But okay. um, at the end of the night, like, I met up with Tristan and then Crystal went home. And we're like I'm, I'm like, I'm starving. I'm fucked up at this point. I'm starving. He's like, I'm hungry. Let's go to the bodega and get, like, salad and some sandwiches and shit. So we went to the nice bodega. And they're open, they're open late. This is like 3.30 in the morning. So I'm just chatty Cathy because I'm drunk as hell talking to Tristan. And I knocked right into the bodega door, into the glass, and busted my lip. It was bleeding. Oh, my God. It was huge, God. like a baseball. And then my dumb ass was so drunk that I took a picture of it and posted it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and you can go to my Instagram right now and find my big busted <laughs> lip.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
1: and um, then you can go blame Crystal. That is crazy. Yeah.
0: I don't remember that. <laughs> I definitely, I if you like go I to should. my Instagram
1: and search back, I don't, like I said, it was either this year or last year. I definitely, but I don't post a ton, so you should be able to find it. I definitely po- uh, busted my lip at the on the bodega door, not realizing that it was the glass door. And then uh, you can see Tristan in the background looking super annoyed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God. And then
1: I'm going to archive the photo. <laughs> Of course you are. What was your most embarrassing moment this year?
0: Dang, I think it would have to be... um, I don't... I mean, I think I... Oh, I dropped off... Oh, my book bag broke in the airport and all my shit fell out.
1: Oh no you you be having like these school moments <laughs> like your lunch falls.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, what a terrible day!
1: Aw, <laughs> oh, sis.
0: Um yeah, it was just wait. Was, where were you was... on
1: your way to? Didn't I see you right after that? Because you were remember. like my book bag broke. We oh L A.
0: Hmm.
1: Was that L A. And you? No, maybe not L A. No, it wasn't L A. It wasn't that recent. It
0: was. It was. More, it was earlier this year. But I was c-
1: coming from somewhere.
0: Um, it was a lot. Those are the kinds of things that happen to me. I am like they the are. klutz.
1: The <laughs> klutz of all klutzes. But it's not even that. It'd be like klutzy shit that happens to you that's out of your control. Right. Like, I just... <laughs> like, like, your whole dress falls apart. You're like, why'd that have to happen to Kim? So, like...
0: Um, so, or like, uh, like just recently when my book bag broke, because my, my bags break all the time, but um, I was mm. at a conference... <clears throat>
1: What is that saying to you? What is the takeaway from your bags breaking all the time?
0: Nothing. That they need to make better bags. I'm they don't make bags like, 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 like they Mom, used to make bags. Every time I see
1: you, I'm be like, what? What do you have in that bag?
0: <laughs> but um, I was at this. I was at a conference. I got a call from my boss. I'm on my way to a session. I got a call from my boss about about a deadline, mm-hmm. and I literally like literally pull over to the side. There's like a chair, and I'm sitting there. She's asking me about something. I'm trying to get into the bag where my laptop is. But I have this, you know, I'm old I, and I'm um auntie for real. So I got all these little pouches that keep all my other stuff. So I have this little like, you know, like the little drawstring bags like you get bundles in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I keep that bag and I save it for little things and I keep all my cords in there. Okay. Like my headphones, my phone chargers, keep all my cords in there. Mm-hmm. But the ribbon on the drawstring was caught in the zipper. And I'm over there fighting with the zipper trying to get to the laptop. And my friend, Samar, comes up and he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, do you have, like, keys or something? I'm just trying to, like, rip the ribbon so we can get into the bag. And he's like, let me just, let me just do it. I can I can get it out. And he goes to pull the ribbon off, pull the whole zip off the bag. I'm just like, oh, okay. Well. <laughs> this is happening right now.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. I think... I think you told us about that in St. Lucia or Nashville because I think it was, was in like, Nashville
0: and I was just like yo guys my life is so unnecessarily hard she's like my whole book
1: bag broke and then my friend ruined my bag even further
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I can't even be mad shout out to Dr. Keys because he sent me a replacement bag when I got Aww, back
1: she wasn't he talking sent me shit a, he, he
0: sent me a bag to my <laughs> office so he was just like we, was, we made a joke of it he was like I replaced your boonie and dirt <laughs> He's like, I replaced your boonie and dirt bag. <laughs> I was like, first of all, my bag came from Target. You better respect me. Right. I don't have them colorful D's and B's. I don't B's got no colorful D's and B's. <laughs>
1: I'm a grown um, woman.
0: I'm grown. <laughs> my bag came from a department
1: store. But Kia and I, we thought that was a fun idea. Thank you to Friend Nico for giving us uh, giving us this kitchen table talk today. You know, Feel we just, free to share yeah. your
0: embarrassing moments
1: as well because,
0: you know, I'm sure we all have them spilling. I'm also the queen of spilling things on myself.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: I eat like a child
1: all day. I definitely do. So, um hot I also Cheetos. I probably
0: should have told us. the I should I, we should have an episode about terrible kisses. <laughs> have you ever had a terrible kiss?
1: I've had so many of them actually. Oh my god. I'll tell that you my... about the nigga who kissed me in the Starbucks in the middle of Times Square. I I like Ugh. we oh yeah, that you know what? That's coming this month.
0: <laughs> and I also hate like it's always terrible kissers. Who feel like they're the best kissers. So then they give you this terrible kiss and then they sit back like I did that and you be like, nigga, get out of my house.
1: Like Ugh, your breath smells. Get like out of my house.
0: Get away from me right now. You're so childish. <laughs> and I don't have any respect for no grown man who's a terrible kisser no, at this age. Like I feel like my nigga how You almost 40.
1: No. <laughs> we, don't, we What are like, you doing? Leave these bird pecks and like whatever, like, like this little, this little feeding mother tongue, whatever you're doing, this little lizard tongue. <laughs> anyway, we'll work talk about through, it.
0: Work through your attachment issues. <laughs> we'll talk- go to therapy and get get you some help so that we can get to this kiss and get it together. Because what are you doing? <laughs> this is a mess that you're making. <laughs> I need you out of my face.
1: <laughs> We're yes, the Clorox because, Wipes. Ooh, ooh! Child, I just want to brush my teeth. Okay, we're gonna talk. You know what? We I think we're gonna save that for next week. So next week we're gonna talk about. I think we'll do part two to our terrible dates, and we'll add terrible kisses in there as well, and just make it a whole like awful experience. We can have
0: ooh terrible dates. Yes, yes.
1: I'm ready for that. Did we do terrible (laughs) dates? Or and say we were gonna do part two, or did we say we were going to do terrible? Remember, child, we're gonna have to like keep it. know we're gonna have to keep a spreadsheet. Diary, I can't keep up with all of this. Dear diary, um. But anyway, yes, December is going to be a fun month. Key and I are just going to come with some light conversation, but it's still grown conversation. Kissing is grown. Make sure you don't let your kids listen to them episodes. (laughs) And make sure you guys chime in, because I I think we want to start definitely start uh, reading some of our chime in. So make sure you guys uh, chime in and let us know some of your most embarrassing moments. Um, Oh, sis, and
0: also, can we this week have a, uh, this month rather, can we this month have like a, You should have, like, some holiday recipes
1: Mm. for, like,
0: those kinds of things. Yeah. So people can make your bougie food. Because, you know, I'm a regular degular turkey and dressing kind of girl. For Thanksgiving, I made regular food. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it was tasty,
1: but it was regular. It was mac and cheese and dressing with sausage. Like, it was good, but it was regular. Um, Kia makes fun of me because I make my own cranberry sauce. But anyway, I'll teach you all how to make your own cranberry sauce at mm-hmm. some point or another. Uh I'll so, be making my
0: way to the can of ocean spray. Listen, and I, <laughs> I too that...
1: appreciate that that those good cylinder ridges. But listen. I <laughs> have since They have never failed me. You know, I just get real real kind of wild about these GMOs and things now, and I'm like one of those like crazy cat lady, black lady conspiracy theorist people. So Um, I have to save, like, the canned gelatin for, like, the apocalypse. So, anyway, um, (laughs) chime in with your embarrassing moments, and we're going to move right on along.
0: Oh, yes.
1: With today's sponsor, Daily Harvest, you can make picture-perfect meals without trekking to the supermarket and doing any of the work. Daily Harvest delivers perfectly poured cups of frozen organic fruits and vegetables directly to your door. Everything takes just one step and no more than five minutes to prepare. Each Daily Harvest single-serving cup comes ready to blend or heat. Just add water or milk to a smoothie or heat up a harvest bowl and enjoy. All of Daily Harvest ingredients are carefully sourced for maximum nutrient content and flavor. You can actually see all of the ingredients when you open up the cup. It's like the perfect thing to have on hand for those days when you need something fast. With more than 50 ready to blend smoothies, savory harvest bowls, soups, and breakfast bowls, there's a Daily Harvest cup for every craving. Daily Harvest is the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> I mean, I already have to prepare my child's entire breakfast and lunch every single morning, and so for myself, I don't have much time. I grab one of those smoothie cups out of the freezer, one of the harvest cups out of the freezer, stick them in a tote bag, and I'm on my way to the office. Like literally, I keep I keep I have water out at at my office I have almond milk so I can add both to either one and I have it ready in no time on top of that I add a little salt and pepper to my savory bowls you don't have to do that but I do that <laughs> and they are a lunch honey when people are licking their their fingers in public like you have your daily harvest bowl which is very clean <laughs> and compact and it's wonderful go to daily dot com and enter promo code grown to get three cups free in your first box That's promo code GROWN for three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com. Daily-harvest.com.
0: Honestly? Truly.
1: All right, y'all. We're going to do the honesty box a little different.
0: Um, Every week, we've been asking you guys to chime in and, and... Add on to our discussion, Um, and you guys have been so gracious to comply to our request. So this week, we're going to read some of the chime-ins and keep the conversation going. We're going to do this in lieu of the honesty box this week. So it's kind of like same kind of mailbag vibe, right? We're just still reading emails and and sharing um, our listeners' stories and insights. Hand hair. So I'm going to let you read the first one, So
1: So we're just going to read a couple emails and, you know, maybe a tweet or two. Um, about some responses to our conversation last week, uh, around the kitchen table talk about, uh, dependability and all of that good stuff. Right. So it says, Jaden Kia, the two of you are amazing, but I'm sure y'all already know that. We don't, but thank you so much. I wanted to respond to the kitchen table talk from one of your recent episodes. The general subject of the conversation led me to the unfortunate toxic masculinity of society. It is the unfortunate but apparent truth that the general consensus of men is that they are the ones who are entitled to the desires of their hearts. The desperate droves of women are the result of what society has created. One thing I refuse to do is be responsible for teaching a man how to accept me as an independent and respect the fact that I am capable of surviving without a man. That's it. If the droves of women mentioned above are willing to take a similar stance there, maybe a universal shift in the men suffering from toxic masculinity. In addition, there have been times in my life when I felt as though I needed to minimize myself just to have a relationship. Then I realized that I'd rather be the full version of me and connect to a partner that appreciates it than dim my flame to allow an insecure person to shine. I'm sad to report that I have yet to connect with an appreciative male partner, (laughs) and my hope for a meaningful romantic relationship is dwindling. Furthermore, I agree with you both that I can say that I need a partner, but for reasons Many men seem not to recognize. I need a companion to write in as my emergency contact. I need someone to rub on me at the end of the day. I need someone to save me from kicking my twin six-year-old... Oh, wow. God bless you. ...out of the house prematurely because they have done a shimmy on my last nerve. But for some Mm -hmm. reason, lots of men feel like the only need they can fulfill is financial or sexual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe if men can understand that a woman's needs are dynamic... They will be more open to an independent woman. Those are in quotes. We are the most likely to treat them like royalty if they only reciprocate. Love That's y'all. It. I'm done. We're going to give her. You give her. Give her a. Sibnim
0: uh, Aquanasia.
1: Aquanasia. Thank you, girl. You have said that. You definitely did. So. That's very
0: real. I don't know if I mentioned this on last week's show, um, but when I'm reading the Britney Cooper book, she said something that really busts me in my chest. Um, she about, you know, one of the things that she realized when she was an undergraduate at Howard's campus being an outspoken black woman mm-hmm. was that um, she would need... To, you know, like, she realized she learned very early that she needed to appear conquerable uh-huh. in order to be chose. Mm. And I was like, "Whoa, That is a word, girl. Wow. Because mm. <laughs> I was mm. like, that's, that was really like, you know, right? Don't that, if, the longer that sits
1: with you, the more you think about I know, that, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, sitting like, with those is, words. And I'm like, wow.
0: Sit with that for a minute. And, then, and really conquerable. what that means, because I think about all the times when we've had conversations before about how like, any articulation of an opinion whether it be attached to an emotion or not is often perceived as you know attitude or spice (laughs) like you know what I'm saying like I've had guys ask me like where you want to go for dinner and I'm like I don't care Ooh, (laughs) you got a little attitude you a little spicy today I'm just like no, that's me just saying I don't care. I'm, out, I, I'm, I'm saying I will defer to whatever it is that you decide I'm ready to eat.
1: Like, I literally don't have
0: any preference. I literally it. am agnostic. I do not have an opinion. <laughs> I'm saying that you can actually choose. Like, I thought that this is what you wanted. Right. I'm saying that you can choose. Ooh, you're so spicy. You got a little edge to you today. And I'm just like, I literally just have an opinion. But, yeah, you said that, Aquinasia. You did, because
1: I know... And Ooh, that Conquerable. Wow, that's still sitting with me. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I have to look. I don't have the book with me, I
1: don't think. Mm.
0: Well, yes, I do. Let me... Go ahead. Um, I'm going to see if I can find it. But I was just like, Woo
1: It comes from that that whole idea, you know, that whole, quote-unquote, you know, this is how you're feminine, the twirling of the hair, the, oh, I don't know how to do this. Like, and that shit is whack. Like, it's played, and it's not... Like, if that's the type of nigga... Like, if that... That's not the nigga that you want in your life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That person has insecurities, and they are depending on you to fill a need that you shouldn't have to. So I thought that that is that's definitely a word as you flip through those pages.
0: Yo, I'm gonna find it. I don't know. I'm I, I'm hoping that it. I think it was something like that. It was like she was basically saying like you know her having an opinion made her unattractive to men. Mm. Her being vocal. Her her being able to articulate her position about something was something that guys couldn't get with. That's crazy. And I was like, I was like, that resonated with me.
1: That just resonated with me. <laughs> it resonated
0: with me. But read the next one, says I'm gonna
1: look. For Absolutely. You. Okay, so the other email I'm gonna read um, was also it was interesting. So it says, "Hi, ladies, longtime listener, first time writer. I wanted to share that your kitchen table talk really spoke to me." My husband and I are both working professionals. I have the advantage of working from home, and so many of his co-workers believe that I don't. He's had to correct them, too, many times, especially when it comes to him having to check in with me about accepting business trips that I work, and he can't just say yes without confirming there's nothing else on the calendar. But these men, most ex-military, have spouses that don't work, and thus don't check in with them about anything. Y'all, I make more money than my husband a fact that I sometimes have to remind him when he tries to flex. But this assumption that the man makes more than his wife, that makes more than the wife, the wife is always the one to stand down, etc., is exhausting. Anywho, thank you for letting me vent. Keep up the great work and blessings to you both. Let's give her a pseudonym. Um, Chardonnay. 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 Well, for one, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. And I mean, you know, I'm like, I'm not really like a huge fan of, and this is not not a a personal thing. I'm not a huge fan of like, you know what I'm saying? Having to throw anything in anybody's face. But don't flex on me where I have to, where I am like forced to have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't. Because if you flex, I'm a flex back. I'm a flex back, nigga. Like, I want you to know it. You better write it down.
0: We gonna be two thick neck niggas in here (laughs)
1: flexing.
0: (laughs) We it's gonna be a flex fest, my guy. I want you to know it. All right.
1: (laughs) Two cats in the street, like we gonna be out here in the subway station, like we gonna be out here flexing on each other. So don't do, don't make me do that. Like, and I and and that's one thing that I try to to do as a partner is like I don't ever 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 want to do anything that makes my partner feel little or makes my partner feel less than you know what i'm saying because i don't want my partner to ever do that to me either Correct. it's not a matter of me uh behaving conquerably <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. or anything it's just i really try to to so it's treating like, people how you want to be it. treated that's really it and i like i don't want you to, to throw shit in my face that you do so like i'm not gonna i don't want to I don't want to intentionally throw anything in your face.
0: It really says more about you when you feel like you have to one-up a person. Right. Or you have to flex, so to speak, in order to kind of gain an upper hand in a conversation. It, it really is, like, evidence of some level of insecurity that you might be dealing with. Because otherwise, like, what does it matter? Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. are you know, just having a conversation for the sake of having it, like, we can just talk about things. And this is, like, you know, like, you know... I don't know. Just what, what are you threatened by?
1: That you feel like you need to do this right, right. now? Right. But you know, sometimes, niggas, you know, sometimes they... But... Um, Chardonnay. I blame the patriarchy. I blame the patriarchy because the bigger message in this email that I saw was not necessarily that about her husband because it sounds like if her husband is calling to check in out of consideration for their family schedule. So okay. I don't want to hear any comments about how he's like, I gotta check in with my wife. All of those like all of that stupid ass uh mentality about I gotta check in, I don't have to do this, you don't need to control me. No niggas. It's about consideration for us as a household.
0: It's about being a team. That's it's it. It's about being a team. Like you, we we are we partners doing this together. It's a partnership. <laughs> so I mean, I wouldn't make huge decisions without checking. in I with mean, you checking too. in is checking in is just like I guess the connotation behind it has been tarnished. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it, it now has a negative connotation because like the you know we think about it in skewed ways. But I'm saying it's just a matter of asking questions. It's a it's a matter of communicating, which is what relationships are about.
1: Exactly. So that's just how I, you know, that's how I try to move. And I just feel like that's what adds to the peace of a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, consideration of one another. And if, if, if a lot of men could get off of this very toxic idea about, you know, I don't need to do this. You don't need to take away my man. You not my mama. Nobody's trying to be your mama, nigga. I'm just trying to be your partner. So be my partner. And these men at his job can just shut the fuck up. Um, Agree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I found that quote. Uh, I found the So it's oh, in yes. the book and it is conquerable. But um, Brittany was talking about the ways that patriarchy literally socializes men to desexualize outspoken women. Oh. So it's like how, how, you know, being smart makes you the homie.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? She's so talking about
0: how in, in college it was like, you know, the guys in her life wanted her help with like running their student government campaigns or they wanted to verbally like spar with her, like go back and forth and debate, but they didn't want to date her. Um, because it's an important trait for black girls. Um she was like, I reveled in being unconquerable because that's an important trait for black girls surviving abusive father figures to have. I didn't realize that living life in a patriarchy even in a beautiful black one, referring to her time at Howard University, Mm -hmm. meant that I had to at least appear conquerable if I wanted to get chose. (laughs) Ooh. I was like, what? Mm. Girl, don't that just... I don't know, that sat with me for a moment. I'm still thinking about it, but just thinking about all the times... She she talked about it, you know, going through her undergraduate years and not dating because, you know, she was kind of viewed as the smart girl Mm. on her campus and why that often meant, you know smart and being in the body that she was in meant certain things for men right and that like you know it was just like that's real because yeah i mean that's a whole different show we could have a conversation about but
1: wow. i really think
0: that this is a book that we should read for the book club yeah. eloquent rage we
1: need to is... have like a conversation about like being conquerable and like aka pick me's but anyways that's what another talking about, like yeah I mean it's just a larger
0: conversation of the ways that which like you know our unique experiences is being both women and you know carrying different colors of identity I mean carrying different identities of color mm. it's like there's a there's an intersection there that means that we have a unique space to navigate.
1: Of course. Right.
0: So like um she just just kind of really talking about how through experiencing those intersections, has kind of birthed uh, a kind of black feminism where she has come to celebrate and, pre- and appreciate black women, and and you know kind of juxtaposing that with other iterations of black feminism that are kind of just you know that are solely created in response to black women feeling excluded by the broader feminism movement. Mm. It's really deep oh, yeah, and, and a good important stuff. And Brittany, I would love to have her on the show one time because I feel like I, I got it. Like I said, I got a chance to hear her at the Ash conference. And she just has there. so much perspective. And she's just an awesome black woman academic now at Rutgers University. But y'all follow her. I think her Twitter and her Instagram is. At the Crunk Professor
1: or something like that. But first of all, I absolutely love that. Brittany, yeah. y- we put it out there. We'd love to have you on the show. We'd love to have Hit you us up. sit with us. We're gonna have a good time. Getting grown Podcast at gmail.com. You know how to get in touch with Kia. The smart people all know all are all part of the <laughs> network. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? So they can send out the smart back call and um then it'll be like two smarts in a Jade. So that should be Shut fun. Up. I'm so excited. I can't wait. <laughs> so I love, no, I love mingling with the smarts. I, I'm like, I'm not even being facetious. This, I, mingling with the smarts? I love mingling with the smarts. Is that what you just said? Yeah, because you know how it's like, what what movie was it where they were like, I'm going to mingle with the dingles. Like, oh my <laughs> gosh. I'm like mingling with the smarts and I enjoy it because it's fun. <laughs> so our tweet that we're going to read the update for ne- for, from last week um, comes from at High Margot H-I-G-H Margo. That's like my kind of people. And she says, great podcast today. Personally, I would rather people to want me than to need me. If you don't need me for anything and you still Mm. choose to be with me or be my friend, it means you truly care about me. Come on, Margo. And I fully, fully agree with you. And I think that where key and I were talking about in the ways and needing somebody. That's what it is. It's wanting somebody for companionship. Like we were speaking of, like it's wanting somebody to be there for you as your partner as we keep talking about, as your equal, as your support system, as you are there for their support system. So we fully agree with you, and we thank all of you for chiming in, as well as everybody else um, who was able to send updates. And we want to kind of keep this going, so make sure you guys are continuing to send not only your honesty box questions and your shout-outs, but also your... Responses, you know, to the episodes to getting grown podcast at gmail.com, as well as the Twitter, um, the Facebook, the Instagram, all of that. And it's all linked in the description box every single week. And with that being said, we can move right on along to these good old petty peeves. Let's do it. And I want to be very responsible
0: of the things I say to my sister, because everybody know I can be real petty. P E
1: to the T T Y honey. All right, it's time to put our Petty on Parade, and um, I have one that I, I actually knew around uh, 1.48 p.m. this afternoon, what my Petty Peeve was going to be. Oh, boy. I'm going to tell you why it's so specific, because I was at work, parked at the meter. My meter was up at 1.38. I filled it at 141 and walked over to go get some lunch really quick before I was going to leave the office at three to go get Noah from school. So go to the place. You know what I'm saying? Now, I have a phobia of public bathrooms, as I have spoken about frequently, Um, but I also don't really care for like buffet type setups just because people are gross. But. Because it's limited in my area of what, you know, what there is to eat and you have to eventually, you know, eat what's around you. I go to the bougier supermarket that has like a nice salad bar and I'll make myself a salad. I generally will try to do this around 1145 before everybody arrives and starts touching things. You know what I'm saying? Get fresh food, even if I have to hold it in my office and eat it later. Today, I did not do that. I did it when I went to fill the meter. So I go look to see what kind of soup they had and then I go down to pick up the thing to start to make my salad and a guy comes from the side where he went to go get some soup and I guess he forgot his top to his soup and he had apparently spilled a little bit of soup on his hand and before he reaches over for the top to cover his soup he licked his hand what he licked his hand Get the hell out of here. I immediately lost every realm of my appetite. Like any bit of appetite that was inside of me was gone. <laughs> I left. I was disgusted. I looked at him. I said, You've got to be fucking kidding me. I know he <laughs> thought I was nuts. <laughs> I left. I walked down the sidewalk. Angrily, I looked around at the other like very few options that are within walking distance of what there is to eat. And I was immediately disgusted by all thoughts of food or anything edible because all I saw was his big tongue licking his hand Hell in a what? public place. I want to throw up. Before like, touching. Right before touching.
0: Somebody like, needs their whole head
1: but. So I'm like, so if you just did this in front of me, like, what kind of things do you do in private? What do you Uh. do when other people are not looking? Because you licked your hand in public, my nigga. Like, I wanted to fight. I, I. Why do you think I, su- sis? It was not an exaggeration. I literally screamed in the middle. Like one of the the whole staff knows me in this particular like place because I go in there frequently to get smoothies and all kinds of stuff. And I'm, you know, the staff is cool, so I chat with them. I've been working there for three years, so they like the girl is standing by me, and I and and, and <laughs> I just look at him, and I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I'm so pissed in this moment. She's like, what happened? I said, he's disgusting. And I left. I just left. I was just, I was, I was completely, completely disgusted. Look at your face. I am stunned. <laughs> I was disgusted. So that actually is not petty at all, but that's my petty view this week.
0: It makes me think of the time, where I, I, I feel like, I might have told the story before, when I was working, um, and we had like a, it was somebody's birthday and they had like a little birthday celebration at the end of the, at the, in the, in the break room. Mm-hmm. And there was a punch bowl.
1: Oh, yes.
0: And dude, Jonathan, I told a story about yep. Jonathan in the punch bowl. Oh. And that nigga put his band-aided finger oh. in that punch bowl. The The
1: kettle. I mean, some, I, I, I get so upset. I be ready to fight. I be ready to fight. That's like them people who take pieces of donuts like that are for the office or like my coworker, my coworker told me today a story because I told because I, of course, stormed back into the office livid. So everybody, everybody being the other two people who were there today <laughs> were like I. they knew immediately what was happening because I let them know. And she told me a story about how one time she had to go out with a client, because I work in advertising. So she went out with a client, and the client was like, Oh, like we can just like split. We can split like this really big salad and this burger. So she was like, Okay, cool. And they look like the burgers look good and the salads look good. She said, When the burger came, the lady puts her hand on top of the burger to cut it. And she was like, You know, I don't eat beef. <laughs> I forgot to tell you. Dumb. <laughs> Like Like, what is wrong with these people, bitch? They have like why? Why do they have? Who raised you? Raccoon training? Like, like, I imagine all of these people have paws. Like that's just what it is. They're all animals because that is the only logical explanation for why you are so filthy. My mother taught me how to flush a toilet with my foot when I was two. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to figure out who raised y'all. possums no part of me understands and we won't you know why because we were raised what's your petty peeve this week
0: well mine is not as as involved I just want to (laughs) say that I would like all of the loud talkers of the world to be silenced sorry no 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 I'm just mean like I'm just well speaking specifically about I have a co-worker who is it a uh, white man no but like whenever she is on the phone, everybody in the office suite knows <laughs> who she's talking to, the content of their conversation. Oh, no. Just like, uh, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. And I know that I can be loud too. I'm from New York. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But I just it's feel like though. there's a meter. I feel like there's a, an, an internal meter or mechanism that is useful in helping us to understand. Like, I like. Agree. You know when you're yelling. If you just take a minute and think like, oh my God, I'm a little like, loud. Am I right loud? Now. That was, was that loud? <laughs> right. I mean, or
1: ask somebody.
0: Like you know what I'm saying? But I just feel like,
1: yo. Last it's a night lie. me and Tristan was sitting in the bed and he was talking to me. He got passionate about something and he stopped and he was like, Am I loud? <laughs> <All Yes. right?" laughs> like, where's your sense of
0: self? <laughs> I hear myself all the time. Like I get excited because I get excited, and I'm good. Just yes, like all oh, that's like yeah. I do all that, and I'm like, Ooh, I'm loud. Like I know, I know when I'm loud. Anytime, so I just,
1: nah. I just white men shut me right on up because white men are the loudest human beings on the entire planet. They they are the loudest people on the entire. You, I told you all they'd be in the elevator screaming about their business deals. This happened today. They are in the place where the lunch is happening, screaming their business. They are the loud, And it's like business that's not even interesting. Like, I don't even care about it. But it's just loud. And it's regular. It's like mashed potatoes with no salt or butter. And... <laughs> like it's but it's just so loud like it's like mashed potatoes with no salt or butter but like lots of garlic like like an overwhelmingly amount of garlic and somebody put chunks of onion in it maybe and ruined it that's what it's like so unacceptable. (laughs) anyway that is another episode of getting grown thank you all for tuning in every single week as you do for me and Kia's foolishness and sometimes um conversation that actually means something uh, I never got to... I, I actually went back and listened to the um, to the Ash Conference episode because oh, um. I did not get to attend. So I wanted to hear what was happening since they were like guests on the show, <laughs> essentially. Absolutely. <laughs> Shout out to all you ladies if you listen. I don't know if you do. Um Homegirl Sarita in New Orleans, like me and you need to go get a daiquiri when I come to I town. Know, you know right? what I'm saying? I love her. And
0: she's in New York often. Like, so she was just like...
1: Please, oh let's go have a meal because you are my kind of carrying on, like, absolutely. So shout out to shout out to all of the ladies who sat um, on the panel with you for the Ash Conference and for getting grown. I really appreciate you all being on the show um, and for, you know, being a part of it with my sis. And um, it was a really wonderful conversation. So if you guys have not listened to the episode about... Um, Black women as it pertains to mass incarceration and all of all of that's in between, you need to go listen to it because it's it's wonderful. Sarita, Um,
0: Aaron Corbett, Bria, um all doing amazing work as it relates to uh women Absolutely um, Formerly incarcerated and and women who are currently in carceral care. Awesome causes, awesome organizations. Y'all be sure to check that out If you haven't It's an amazing Please. um Conversation I'm privileged to be a part of it. I'm glad you got a chance To go back and listen to this And hopefully we'll be able To continue to have More guests And share that kind of information with you, our listeners. We've gotten lots of positive feedback about it.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to, like, pack myself in Kia's suitcase for the Smarts conferences because (laughs) I want to be a part. I'm just going to weasel my way right up on stage and be like, "All right, so I'm here now. Niggas can't kick me out. So let's talk about it. (laughs) So I hope uh, you guys get a chance to listen because it's it's a really great conversation in all seriousness. But in the meantime, and in between time, it is very dry outside and very cold as the temperature has dropped. So make sure you are drinking your water
0: and minding your business. That's right. I'm just like let's. I'm gonna let you wrap it up. But minding your business and moisturizing. Why? Says because your black is gonna crack if it is dry. Absolutely. Bye. Bye, y'all. When it comes to fashion, Poshmark is the easiest way to buy and sell your items. Download the free Poshmark app to score amazing deals from tons of brands or you can list your own items and wait for the office to roll in. And shipping is fast and easy and it's all handled directly through the app. Today, you can get $5 off your first purchase when you enter the invite code GROWN5 when you sign up. Poshmark got Grown5 on it. Use the code GROWN5 and sign up.